My name is Nigel Booth, The Reality Coach, and welcome to The Reality Check. Got a really exciting uh, show today, and um, I'm being joined by Glenn. Uh, Glenn joined us last week in the show, and uh, also joined as normal by Jazz, and we are going to talk about the hot topic of not just the day, not just of the week, but it seems that everybody is talking about it for some time. And we're going to talk about mental health. And in particular, we're going to talk about men's mental health. But before we start, why don't you just grab yourself a cup of tea, sit yourself down, plug a set of earphones in, and see for you whether or not this is going to resonate with you. So I'm going to come straight to the question uh, of, and I don't even know if it's a question or a statement if I'm being honest with you guys, because for me, just the terminology mental health it seems to have really negative connotations to it. And when people start to talk about mental health, I had a conversation earlier on in the week with a professional and we kind of got to the point of where she asked me, well, have you ever suffered with a mental health problem? And I actually said to her that um, it's not a case of um, having a, a mental health problem. We all have mental health and I work with mine every single day. You know, there's not a day that goes by where I'm not thinking that there is something come along that I think, oh, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do this or et cetera, et cetera. And I think that too often we've actually looked at this as it just comes along now and again. And when we say mental health, it actually sounds like we've got a problem and it isn't a problem. Glenn, what do you think about the, the, the terminology mental health? Yeah, I, I I think you're absolutely right to pick up on that, and I think um, yeah, in many in many ways the word it, it, I, I don't know whether it's the word mental really, and and the connotations of that, and we've you know we've seen in the past um, we'd call uh, facilities mental facilities, and we've moved away from that. Um, I think it's interesting uh, where you talk about. Um, when we're talking about mental health, I, I was just thinking there while you were speaking, well, we don't really say physical health, but those two things are almost separate, physical health, mental health. We talk about our health uh, overall, but I think when people are talking about health, they are only naturally just thinking of the physical. I think in my, I may be wrong, but I think quite often when people just talk about health generally. Being healthy. It's being, being healthy yeah, yeah. and how they are in it with their health. It's They're not talking about uh, necessarily mental health specifically so so yeah maybe you know uh, uh, it's quite a broad term it, it is I, I think it's if it wasn't called mental health what would we call it because for me you know and, and I, I did get into um and, and some time ago jazz and i had a conversation about so what do we call it you know and is it called mental well-being is it called loving yourself looking after yourself is it emotional health you know, because it is yeah. just that connotation. Jazz, now I know that you did a dissertation on men's mental health at university. Yeah. Um, so same question to you, really. What do you think of the word mental health? Does that, does that come up with any sort of negative stuff for you? I mean, it actually didn't until we had that chat, like you said, about mental well-being um, being the word we use rather than mental health, because it is our well-being. Although the mental, our mental health is basically the broad line of like what you call it. It's like the basic terminology for your mental, your mental state, like your mental state. Um, yeah, I think, I don't think there is a bad way, like a bad reason to call it a mental health unless there is a bad thing behind it that is not being used correctly. 
Okay. I'm not okay. sure if I've made sense there. I, I think you have. <laughs> so, what is the difference between men and women, male and female, with mental health? I don't know if there is uh, that much difference in regards to what it is. I think probably the difference is, is just as uniquely as individuals. I'm kind of thinking there may actually be some ways that females deal with mental health that is different to the way that yes, males deal there with is. mental health. Jazz, you jump in there. Yes. Tell me about <laughs> it. So what, what is the difference for you? And I know that you've done a lot of research and, and yeah. you've sort of studied this in, in some quite some depth. So tell, tell us all about what is the difference between mental health with a male and mental health with a female yeah so based on what i know and the research that i've conducted and taken out previously and even the people that i've spoken to the the main difference is that women have grown up to understand that talking is okay and talking is good for you and crying is normal and you know based on how you're feeling and etc etc whereas men have grown up um with the idea that crying is not for men mm-hmm. that you know being the man of the house and the caregiver of the house is their main responsibility and that they should live up to that and also you know coming being the caregiver comes with the responsibility of staying strong being like being the breadwinner which is a lot of responsibility and pressure on a man um well I think to to kind of uphold and especially in a society where it's kind of hard or if you're introduced or born into an environment that doesn't allow you to do that to your best you know to your best um, what's the word to your best ability do you know what I mean so whereas women um, it seems that you know although now in this day and age women don't rely on men as much as they did back then women have their own now power to do what they want and be independent and still have that knowledge that being emotional is okay whereas men now in this day and age don't have that push to be able to say crying is all right crying is normal you're human to go and talk to someone is human to human and right and good for your mental health Mm. and stuff like that they're still kind of stuck with the being a man is what you are meant to do in this life Glenn, what do you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of um, things. And I do think there's progress is being made. I do think we're moving away from mm-hmm. those kind of um, traditional family mm-hmm. roles mm-hmm. of the man goes out as the breadwinner and the, wo- yeah. and the lady, the, you know, the woman has the dinner on the table when we come home. We're, you know, that was kind of post-war and everything like that. But I think we're kind of moving away from that now. Um, but I, 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 I do agree that I think it's a lot of the language as well that is used and has historically been used um, and there's lots of examples of this in terms of um, you know uh, man up and, and, exactly, and, yeah. and yeah there's a lot of that encouragement from and we see that in and it's funny you see it in films and in exactly and that's things. that's another thing I was going to say like sorry sorry to cut no, you off no, no. like growing up as a child you know action man is the one that saves the day you mm. don't see them crying it's, you see them fighting and protecting the lady mm-hmm. and you know all the action figure that you watch as a child the man is like the strongest and the woman is yeah, like ah, oh, my saviour you know <laughs> and I think it's right that like for for almost eternity that we've had this this unwritten rule is that the, the, the male is the strong hunter-gatherer mm-hmm. and the female is is, is the, the, the person that stays at home and, and looks yeah. after the kids and does all the cooking. 
And that seems to have been accepted for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And it only goes back to, you know, the sort of, the, the Pankhursts of, of this world that sort of stuck their ground and said, no, no, you know, we need equality. Mm. And I think the problem that we've got now is that because although the equality level is still yet to be balanced out perfectly, yeah. but I think that what has happened for males is that because we're not, ex- we're not being accepted as the Neanderthal chess-beating man that we once were, and coming home from, you know, working at day, you know, walking all through the day, you'd come home and your tea would be on the table. You come home now and it's, it's down to you because everybody is, is becoming that equal thing. Yeah. Mm. But I think that what men are having difficulty with is exactly what you just said, is that that sort of almost embedded, ingrained thought that I can't talk about how I feel. Something that I wanted to sort of just say, uh, Jazz, you were just talking about how how men have, have been brought up in, into this feeling and then this notion that um, we find it difficult to talk about our emotions, our more gentle side, the way that we think and the way that we feel. And I think that what you were saying there, uh, Glenn, is, is spot on, is that that is actually changed it's changing massively. Hmm. And, you know, we were seeing, seeing things on TV now. Um, it was only last week that I was watching, uh, you know, an, a, an advert saying that we've now got an episode of Loose Men, where, you know, just a bit like loose women, they can come and they can really start to talk. People are still finding it difficult. I've got to say um, is that I'm kind of okay with discussing how I think and feel. Um, you know, I'm really lucky in the sense that, like, I, you know, I've, I've got people around me that if I'm upset, I'm quite happy to say I'm upset. If I'm not feeling great, I'm quite happy to say I'm not feeling great. And I've got those people around me that recognises that, are you all right? And they'll ask that question. Are you okay? Yeah. You're feeling all right. Yeah. So, for Glenn, as, as, a, as a man, as a male, as, as a boy, a bloke, call it whatever we yeah. want to call it, What's changed for you? Because I also know that, like, you've gone through that experience of, of, of having those thoughts and emotions that, that created a reality for you that wasn't great. Yeah. And I know that you've been through a process of, of where you are now more relaxed. But what is it like for you now, talking about you? Yeah, I mean, from, from my point of view and having been through that process, yes, I have to say it's not something that I, um, I, I struggle with. I'm, I am quite open and and happy to talk about it both from my own perspective and my own experiences but but equally if if somebody else was wanting to open up to me I feel like I I'm in a position to be able to listen and I think that's one of the most important things is to just listen to people and let people let people speak um and and but I I I totally realized that there were times in my life when I wasn't that open up and I perhaps did subscribe to some of the 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 call it what you like mantras or messages and things that were that had influenced my life up until that point you know in in media in films in in television programs and 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 even the things you were you know just to call back to what we were talking about a little earlier about these these roles it's it's in a lot of you look at films that children watch even you know mm. the prince and the princess and their roles of all of these yeah. things are yep. ingrained in us from such a young age that we become indoctrinated and it's almost like that becomes the baseline and then if you need to as an adult you might be absolutely fine some people seem to be absolutely fine and 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 but others don't and i think when you start looking back at what were their influences from a young age when information was being set and yeah. uh, you know i don't know if you guys agree from that point of view but i think that's how 
how I see it. It's about almost like breaking that that cycle of information Absolutely. that we've been and, and and saying, okay, let's draw a line under that, and and now we can we can open up and move forward and, and talk about these things. I think that uh, earlier on, uh, I think it's turned around about one of those old sayings of of when you know, and I know it's been said to me on numerous occasions when I was young. Uh, if I was to get upset with something or mm. something didn't turn out the way that, that I thought it would turn out, you know, um, the, 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 the first comment that would be said to me is, man up. Man up. Come yeah. on, big man up. That's right. Pick yeah. your big yeah. boy pants up and let's crack on mm. with it. And, and, and it is ingrained. And I, I don't think in some respect that it has been challenged to the point of where it is being challenged right now. Mm. And I think that not only is it being challenged, but I think people have actually started to accept I can talk about the way that I think and feel. Mm. And I think that the reason that is is because people are also beginning to recognize that the way that we think and feel has a dominant impact upon the way that we do things. I think COVID-19 and the restrictions has, has left a lot of people, females as well as males, in that position of asking the question, so who am I really? Mm. And what does I really feel? And what do I really think? And what is it I want to do? We're going to take a quick break again and we're going to be uh, coming right back and we're going to be asking Jazz a very, very important question. And with all of her researchers, what is the way forward for somebody that is there thinking those things about being upset or, or not feeling great or not yeah. being in, in, in the sort of mindset that they are, are wanting to be in? Yeah. How can they actually start to talk about it? We all have this thing that we are calling mental well-being, or we're calling it self-care or self-love or whatever it is. One of the things that is blatantly obvious is that there are lots of men that are finding it difficult to actually initiate and start that conversation. Yeah. Jazz, solutions, resolve. You know, you've done a lot of research. You've, you know, you've really looked at this in depth. Yeah. You know, I, I, can, I can talk and I suppose Glenn can talk from a male perspective of how we have dealt with it but for, yeah. for, as a male. But from a female's point of view, what is it that, that you feel that men can actually start to do to initiate that conversation where they feel comfortable and relaxed to be able to say, actually, I'm not feeling great today. Yeah. I mean, first of all, um, I feel like it's very important that some men can understand that it is okay to talk because obviously a lot of men don't feel that it's all right to talk and they feel uncomfortable. The idea of expressing emotion is like making them feel vulnerable. And I think it's just a thing where they kind of need to allow themselves to feel free in a sense that you're not going to be judged for feeling how you feel. At the end of the day, we are all human, whether we're male or female, we all have the same kind of similar organs. We all have, we all kind of have a brain. We all kind of have, like, we all cry. We all feel physical pain as well as emotional pain and mental pain so it's it's important that just because you're a man that you are not like you shouldn't feel like you can't cry or you can't talk to people but if people do yeah because that's the big thing here if people do and I, I know that for me on a regular basis i have to check in with myself yeah i have to check in with making sure that, that the way that i am thinking and feeling you know colorates with what it is that i'm wanting yeah. to do so from a from a, a, a and it's not even a, an, an advice but from a guidance point of view what can somebody do i think i think so what i was going to say is it's important to check who you are around and the environment you're in so first of all like of course you're, you will have friends that maybe don't want to talk and that's fine i'm in the sense that 
everyone's different but you should allow yourself to be with people or around people that are comfortable with talking as well knowing that this is normal and it's not wrong do you know what i mean like for example glenn mm. meeting you allowed him to be able to talk to you because you was talking to him mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so maybe if there are females around you as a guy or even men because not all men are not comfortable with talking there are some men who are emotional that i know that are actually okay to talk about how they're feeling and being around someone like that could actually influence you to say oh he's doing really well for himself you know he cries and doesn't he doesn't seem like less of a man do you know what i mean and it's allowing yourself to feel free and comfortable doing that and i think that that is for me you know the, the, the real pinpoint of this you know, being a man and yeah. using the word man, it's just a descriptive word exactly. to describe the male speech. Yeah. Just like, you know, woman is the descriptive word to, to explain about the, the, the female speech. Yeah. And I think that what we've got to be able to get into is to recognize a couple of things there is that I think there are lots of guys, lots of men that are happy to be sharing what it yeah, is. Yeah, there is. When we get into that notion of judgment, unfortunately, we are judged yeah but this is for me where we're getting that strength of of actually this is who i am yeah exactly this is who i am this is how i think this is how i feel and what is the point it's a little bit like you know if if you don't like watching scary films yeah you know uh, what's the point and you really don't because it keeps you up at night and then your imagination goes and you think there's somebody in the cupboard or whatever why would you watch a scary film exactly and i think it's important to recognize as we've grown older um, that we know that everyone is not the same. Do you know what I mean? Although, like, I have many female friends, we are all different in our characteristics. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you guys would have friends. You and your friends are not exactly the same kind of people. You may enjoy different things. You may enjoy a different whatever. But, so, as a man, or as a person, you would recognise that everyone's not the same. So, in that sense, also, you recognise that I can talk. This is not like before when we wasn't allowed to talk and we wasn't allowed to share emotion, you know, I can do that, being different to everyone else and being okay with that because everyone's different. That's right. And I think that really the, 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 the big crux of this is when you're actually having one of those times, those episodes, or, or you're hitting that crisis of where thoughts and emotions are a bit of a whirlwind in your head, it's about where do we go? Mm-hmm. Where can we go and who can we go to to have that, that real emotionless conversation, that factual conversation about who it is that I am, what it is that I am thinking. It's quite strange. We were talking just uh, earlier on before we came on air about um, what it was like in 20 years ago or 30 (laughs) years ago or 40 years ago and how things have changed massively. Welcome back. This is The Reality Check. Uh, I am Nigel Booth and we are exploring today men's mental health. And Glenn, we've just been listening to to, to Jazz come on to the the, the concept of men's mental health from a female point of view. Um, What what have you got to come back with that? Yeah, I I think um, I really liked what you were saying about having that space and it's about it's about creating that that space for people to feel for men to feel safe to be able to talk um and 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 like you say nigel it's it's we we are judged in those situations if it's not by a friend it's by um you know even a corporation you know if you've i think we've got a long way to go with things like having um you know if you've had any sort of uh, mental health 
issues that have led to uh, some form of perhaps medication or other programs you know and then you come to get things like life insurance and you're asked those questions you know your medical history and that will have an impact you know and so it's easy to say oh it's fine come out and say all of these things but there are implications for formalizing uh, for for want of a better word um, that situation and I think all of those things along with all the other aspects that we've talked about can all help point towards of I suppose what I'm getting at is it's it's once once you formalise it, it's a form of labelling, isn't it? And labelling in itself can be very, and and that's probably something that we can talk a lot yes, about anyway. Yeah, it's a lot. But a lot. it can it can all of those things I think will go through people's minds, and as as a way to uh, combat that, I think the most important thing that any of us can do is to check in with people is to be there and be checking in with people and if you see any signs that you think oh that's a little bit out of character or oh that's that comment on facebook on that post i want you know send them a private message or give them a call or go for a cup of coffee or you know check in with people i think is but guys having said that i'm going to jump in quickly nigel and i'm going to ask you guys a question because i obviously passionate about men's mental health and stuff checking in i quite i do that quite a lot with my male friends and some of them they are not comfortable to kind of talk about what they're feeling or some of them might actually mention you know after a while of getting comfortable that you know actually they are stressed about some things but they'd rather not get into it and stuff like that and i've done what i know how to try and talk to them and guide them and assure them that it's all right to talk and stuff like that and still at some point it gets to a stage of conversation where it's like okay i'm kind of done kind of expressing myself i don't really want to get further because i don't like how it's making me feel so my question to you guys is what would you advise those guys in that situation because i'm assuming you guys would understand that and know mm-hmm. how to what that is that they're going through how would you try and say to them okay cool like it's fine though like let's talk about it or less like what would you advise or what would you say well i think i think from my point of view the, the I don't like to give advice. That's the first thing. Yeah. But suggestions. Yeah. The first suggestion is that I am that I am. Yeah. You know, and this goes back to the campaign that, that, that you know we we're sort of developing at the moment of having that that concept of being able to talk to ourselves of I am, and then finding those descriptive words that uh, tell us who we are. But I think it's about recognizing jazz that in everyone's life, there's always going to be little bits of, of, of life that could be better. Uh, there's always little bits of life that, that we, could, we could go down a different route with. Yeah. But I think the big thing is for me is, is asking the question, why? Yeah. Why do I feel this? Why am I reacting like this? And it's, it's, it's a very, for me, I, I have very two distinct um, approaches. And it really does depend if there is any trigger points there, if it depends on what it is that I'm thinking and feeling. But I can either come out uh, with a very reactive self, and that is like my 14-year-old self of, you know, didn't think about anybody else, just wanted to say instant gratification now, please. You know, and, and if I'm not careful, if I don't manage that, that can actually present itself, not just verbally, but physically as well. You mm. know, road rage is one of the things for me. I can quite easily just lose it with the click of my fingers. <laughs> and I have to work on it every day. Yeah. It's not who I am. It's Because yeah. it, none of this goes away. Mm. None of the, you know, the sort of internal descriptions and things that we have, they just don't go away. Um, very quickly, Glenn, you're going to have to sort of summarise what you think. You've got literally a couple of seconds there. What are your oh, thoughts? okay. 
Um, I tell you what, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you because we are going to do a podcast and and we are going to sort of explore this in so much more detail. But what I would like to do today is to say thank you very, very much indeed. Guys, come check in next Thursday at one o'clock. This is Nigel Booth. This is your reality check and we will talk to you very soon. Many thanks. Bye-bye.